Chris, what's your favorite Kids in the Hall sketch? Never heard of Kids in the Hall. What's Kids in the Hall? Oh my gosh. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. The heart of the universe, of course. We are broadcasting from Clarendon. That is a neighborhood in Arlington. I'm your host, Chris Farley, for episode 214 of Pace the Nation. A big show, an exciting episode to get to, and I've got one co-host here right now, and he's to my left. It's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? I like how you made that dramatic pause uh, <laughs> so people didn't know which co-host was here with you right now. I am all about the dramatic pauses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, was it a dramatic pause or was it a pregnant pause? No, it was dramatic. What's Def- a pregnant pause? Definitely dramatic. I don't know. I'll have to ask our other co-host, Julie. What a pregnant pause yeah. is? Pregnant she- pause is like a pause in the conversation as well. Uh, well, Julie will be here later. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's so been it's pregnant. Gonna be, it's it's going to be an interesting, a little different show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she has been pregnant. Um, well, so she can. she's an authority on the pregnant pause because she's been pregnant before. I'll try to remember to ask her because uh-huh. the way the show is going to go today, Docs, <laughs> is that you and I... Uh, we've got some we've got some content to cover. We had to uh, we had to get a show in before you skipped town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie couldn't be av- it was not available today. Our our guest was not available today. Mm-hmm. So Julie and I will do the heavy lifting on the guest later mm-hmm. in the week. Uh, you and I will do the first part of the show together. The light lifting, the light and, lifting. and the warm-up. Yes. And uh, the cool-down. And then uh, you'll edit it all together seamlessly, and we'll have a show out for Monday. Is that, does that make sense? It probably doesn't make sense at all. Well, I understand what's happening, <laughs> okay. and that's all, all that right. matters. All right. Well, we do have a big show. Uh, mm-hmm. Excited uh, to, to have a guest on the program later uh, this week, later today. You know, you, you get it. Uh, In a couple gonna, of minutes, <laughs> we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have the winner of the Marine Corps Marathon, Brittany Carbono, on the program today. She's from Golden, Colorado. She'll be calling us uh, later on in the program. Excited to have her. She was uh, the the winner of the 2019 Marine Corps Marathon, and she is a comedian. Uh, so uh, I, I think that's what she does. Uh, Charlie hooked us up with her and. Um, Excited to talk to her. I'm sorry you won't be joining us on it's that. It's so unfair yeah. uh, because you and Julie don't understand <laughs> comedy. Probably true. And, yeah. and so this is an interview that I would like to participate in. Yeah. Uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, things didn't work out. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes your comedy just flies totally over my head. But I, I, that's fine. It's, it's, yeah. not, it's not like a contest between me and the professional. Right, right. Uh, but all, you know... You like to pull back the curtain. I do. I enjoy like, I don't study comedy like a professional, right? Mm-hmm. But I enjoy studying comedy. I enjoy, I really enjoy listening to uh, comedians talk about the process. And mm-hmm. I like how they construct a joke and all these kind of things. And, and so that's like something that I've always been interested in. Yeah. Uh, and so um, well, maybe- having the chance to speak to a comedian 
would would be I think I would I think I would have been really valuable. Uh, you you could be valuable to that conversation on the running side. Yeah, and then I could come in and, and be valuable. I actually on the comedian like where I like that angle. I, I I am interested in how she constructs a uh, a set, and I don't know if she's a stand up. Uh, comic, or mm-hmm. I don't know if there's other types of comics, but well, uh, she might be a physical comic. Yeah, could uh, be. Yeah, yeah. where yeah. she falls down a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll like your we'll, namesake, we'll, uh, Chris, yeah, Farley. Chris Farley. He was, he was a very really, he was a physical yeah. comic. All right. Well, we'll ask her uh, some of those questions that I mm-hmm. hadn't thought of. I was going to ask her mostly about running, but we'll dive mm-hmm. into some comedy Good. as That'd well. That would be great. That would be great. Uh, also, in today's program, we got to talk about the New York City Marathon that just happened. New uh, York. You and I were up there. The podcast took a road trip. Oh, yeah. And we were up there, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Halloween happened. Mm-hmm. October 31st. Yeah, we will We will talk some about that. Uh, I also want to touch on uh, another Derek Murphy. I just love Derek Murphy's story, mm-hmm. so I want to follow up on the uh, last week's Derek Murphy story with another little bit of another Derek Murphy, Murphy story from New York. And um, the Nats won. Yeah, but we don't have to dive into that. We just have to they update everybody on, on yeah. this is an ongoing story that we've been covering on the podcast. Yes. They uh, won the, the Washington World Nationals Series. won the last two games. Yes. Which you gave them five percent chance I of doing. I think I gave them five percent mm-hmm. of a chance to do it. Mm-hmm. And they won the freaking World Series. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean it was just amazing. Uh so But it's, it's old news now. It is old news. And especially yeah. when this comes out. Right, that's true. But it was a We've already moved on to the NBA season. It was a busy, busy week. Uh the Nats, you know, played in the World Series. For the week leading up to the the Halloween uh, mm-hmm. holiday, I don't know is holiday holiday the right term for Halloween? Absolutely. Uh, so uh, that was incredibly exciting. I didn't give them much of a chance, and then they won. Right. Uh, so it was a huge, huge moment uh, for DC and. Yeah. So when they they did the parade on Saturday, mm-hmm. and so that you know they had all the buses and everything like that, and they had the Nats bandwagon, and it was pretty <laughs> empty. Because a lot of people jumped off that bandwagon during that three-game yeah. homestand. Yeah, they they did, and I and was, there was uh, no room to get back on. No, no, it, was, it was, was one of those things where it was like no re-entry. Well, I was a huge fan throughout the season. I might have wavered a little bit during that three-game stretch where they lost, and during the Dodger series. If we're being honest. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, they won it, and it was amazing. And congrats to uh, all of Washington, D.C. Congrats to me. I felt like I played in the World Series as much as I... uh, That's a weird thing. Well, I mean, I was just uh, so emotionally invested in it that it was was exhausting. Still a weird thing to say. (laughs) Um, But you are are a a grown man who buys a a New Jersey every year. I do. (laughs) Not not a New Jersey like the state, but a Jersey Uh that is uh, brand spanking new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that was leading up to Halloween. But then Halloween Mm -hmm. happened. Absolutely. October 31st. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Mine was, you know, somewhat uneventful uh i really enjoyed uh walking around the neighborhood a couple neighbors actually i went to two different neighborhoods with my kids uh what went went with a went with a a a friend and her kids uh at around six before it got dark and i think we were knocking on doors and people were wondering why we were already out uh uh, trick-or-treating and then uh, my mom joined me in our neighborhood and i took the kids julie was out of town at Mm -hmm. uh big east so the kids really started really digging it and understanding it by the end of it. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they start walking around doors. Knocking, knocking on doors, doors now. Yeah. yeah. And they would be very disappointed at this point. But yeah. Or, yeah, they, so, or do they ask to put their costume back on? Yeah. Or they ask to put do their they? costume. Do uh, they? No, not yet. But I can see that happening. Uh-huh. 
they did like their uh, costumes. The PJ Masks. Uh, for those with young kids, you might know who PJ Masks are. That's what we were for Halloween. Uh, so that was my Halloween. Uh huh. Um, did anybody? Did you guys me? run out of candy? We did. <laughs> we did. How quick? But, but do you I, have a doorbell? Do you have a doorbell camera? I don't. I don't. And um, we got a great tweet from Carter with a uh, from a doorbell camera. Uh, appreciate. You can always tweet the show at Pace the Nation. Uh, and that was not actually Carter. That was not my doorbell camera. But uh, you can you can, uh, you, you can be sure that that was um, that that nothing like that did actually happen. Where the kid gave uh, the empty bucket of of candy. There was no candy. In yeah. The, uh, in the bucket. Uh, that didn't happen at my because. So wait, wait, I want to tell that story though, okay, because that's right. that's an amazing story, and I'm sure everybody's already seen it. So it, it went viral. So I I did have a a bucket out. Yeah. But I only put half the candy in the bucket, walked around the neighborhood once, and probably within 15 minutes, you know, we did a 15-minute loop, the candy was all gone. Yeah, exactly. And then put the candy back in for the second loop and uh, did a, another 15-minute loop, and the candy was all gone again. Yes. I told you that's how yep. it works. Yep. So I don't have the, the ring doorbell, um, you know, you like should do that. Does, you should do that. You should get the ring doorbell because then you can see, like, which kid is is taking yes. all the candy, and then when you see them in the neighborhood, you can say, "I've got video of you," and <laughs> I know. Uh, which which would probably alert like that'll be like an amber alert or something. I don't know, but the the video that you're talking about yeah. is that there was a a kid who came up, walked up, and the bowl was empty mm-hmm. and he goes, Oh no, the bowl's empty. So he reaches into his candy that he's been collecting all night and fills the bowl for yes, other kids. Very cool. What yeah. a freaking great kid. <laughs> this is the kind of kid that we need in our neighborhoods. Uh, we need to get rid of the kids that are in your neighborhood. <laughs> yes. Um, it, it made me think like maybe I don't have to buy candy next year. If that's, <laughs> that's going to be the thing. Not in that kid's neighborhood. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the thing. I could just it's basically take everybody else's candy because that's what he, uh, he did. Yeah. Uh, so that was my Halloween. Uh, did yeah. you, you get any trick-or-treaters? So, no, I did not. Oh. And, and I ate most of the candy that I bought. I bought candy three weeks ahead of time, and I ate most of that before Halloween. So on Halloween Day, I had to walk to the grocery store and buy another bag of candy. <laughs> and so I have I have... Pre-Halloween candy and post-Halloween candy. So you were tapering uh, for the marathon, and yeah. you uh, eating tons of candy. candy. Tons yeah. of candy. Yeah. yeah. You and I did a run on on Saturday before the marathon. You yeah. were you were not bad there. I'm surprised that you could. That was about it. That's about all I could do. Was your <laughs> your shakeout was about yeah. my limit. Well, tapering and all the candy didn't help. So no. okay, so nobody trick or treated though. Not a not a one. For a second bag not of a candy. One. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Well, second bag of candy. No, this was a replacement bag. Replacement bag. You're right. assuming that I only bought one bag of candy <laughs> to start with. Right. Uh, what what kind of candy did you give out? Um, well, they don't advertise on the show, uh, okay, that's uh, true. and it is a it is a brand uh, candy. But I, I will say that I'm not worried about peanut allergies. Yeah. When when I do the candy, I, I'm worried about what do I like the most. Right. Right. And if it, well, like here's here's the thing, and and I know there's like a lot of people that are uh, you know going to cry about this, but if your kid uh, has a peanut allergy and they get a candy with with peanuts, just trade. Like you're supposed to trade candies anyway. That's like a social right. part of Halloween. So I don't have any problem giving away candy that 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 may contain peanuts. I I, I agree. I, n- I didn't think of that. So um, mm-hmm. 
I'll do uh, peanut M and M's and Snickers next year. Um, <laughs> now that you mentioned that, um, all right. So you mean you will do a chocolate-based right uh, candy right, exactly. with peanuts right, with in peanuts it. in it? Right. Yeah. They don't advertise here. All right, docs. Well, uh, we're going to call an audible real quick. Uh, we're going to have you actually call in and join us for our next guest. Next up, excited to be joined on the phone from Colorado, Brittany Charbonneau. She's the 2019 champion of the Marine Corps Marathon. She's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now through the magic of William Dox production editing and a little bit of a change of schedule, we actually have William Dox on the phone and we're going to get Brittany here in a second. Dox, you there? Yeah, I'm there. Oh, all right. Well, thank you for joining us uh, last minute. Um, I got to get Brittany on. I don't have time to explain why we're doing what we're doing, but I'm glad to have you uh, co-host this interview with me. So let's get Brittany on the horn. Okay. All right. Now we have Brittany Charbonneau on the phone. She is the 2019 Marine Corps Marathon champion, and she joins us, I, I believe, somewhere in, in, in Colorado, right, Brittany? Yeah, yep, Denver area. Oh, fantastic. How are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm so great. Thank you for having me. Well, we are thrilled to have you, Marine Corps Marathon 2019 champ. I mean, that's that's a big deal, right? You must be be pretty excited. Yeah, amazing. Like, I'm still this weekend, like, how many people get to say that? And I'm looking <laughs> at my trophies that I got, and I'm just so, so grateful. Yeah, I uh, I saw you uh, did a post on Instagram, and you can follow her on Instagram. Give her a follow. It's funnyrunner26.2 uh, on Instagram. You uh, posted a picture of, of your, your uh, marathon, really cool Iwo Jima uh, memorial medal. Or it's, I mean, it's a trophy, not a medal. This is, and your medal's there, too. Um, and then you oh, also. Yeah, it's a straight-up trophy. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely a trophy. And then you also have one of those. Um, uh, the straw uh it, it's it's like a halo hat like what, what would you call those things um, i think they call it a like a like a wreath yeah so exactly like a head wreath, right? <laughs> yeah all right it's a simple simple <laughs> term like um, yeah so that's there uh and you can follow her uh funny runner runner 26.2 all right i want to talk about the marathon but i, I want to get into um uh your your other full-time job because you do have two full-time jobs you can follow uh Brittany, thefunnyrunner.com so uh, you can check that out i gave her your her, her instagram handle but you can also go to her website thefunnyrunner.com uh and you're a comic and an actress is that is that correct or how would you describe your other job which is not running yeah i would say both um they're very self-proclaimed um <laughs> So I do acting and uh, comedy, and people always say, oh, my gosh, you're a comedian. You know, tell me a joke or <laughs> all of these things. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't do stand-up. I don't do stand-up. Okay. Um, so I do improv and sketch comedy, which are uh, very different than stand-up. Um, I always tell people improv is kind of like think whose line is it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then um, sketch comedy is essentially – what they do on SNL, but without the, uh, you know, full production uh, right. that SNL has. Now, now, Docs, I don't know whose line it is it anyway. I'm sure you do. Yes, 
Okay, good. Of course I do. Of course you do. So Docs is more of a, <laughs> yeah. Docs is more more, and he's he is the funny guy more on this show. Um, so Docs, can you tell us a joke? I'm also more of the uh, improv okay. and uh, variety, so no. Gotcha. Okay. I, I don't do stand-up. So what, one of my first questions was sketch comedy, and so you've described that. Um, so, you know, you, you, you mentioned whose line is it anyway. What Can you tell me another kind of inspiration for, for you, a, a, a comic we might know that you model yourself after or something you could someone you could compare us compare yourself to um good question um so in the improv scene i mean so so many famous comedians especially you know the big ones that have come off of snl have improv backgrounds and that's where they have started so for Mm -hmm. example amy poehler and tina fey started in the same scene in chicago um and started with improv comedy so it's all just on the spot made up um really just thinking on your feet present Mm -hmm. type of performing um and then that kind of has that's probably um the most well-known i would say to just you know every everybody that isn't in the comedy world um i would probably say that those two got their start in improv and being part of an improv troupe and just kind of um doing the I don't know. I've never had to like describe yeah. it. No, no, no. Uh, that, that, that's fair. I, I like it. No, that 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 works. Um, yeah. So uh, you can, you know, you can uh, book her uh, at thefunnyrunner.com, um, and there's a lot of information about you and your running there as well. Um, so if you're not a stand-up, I mean, I'm thinking like, you know, my first thought was like the DC Improv. I'm sure you've heard of the DC or know of the DC Improv. So that's, uh, you know, where stand-up comedians go, and I've seen a couple stand-up acts but that's not what you would do or would you be uh, an act at DC uh, improv? No. So it's funny that we have a, a the same thing here called Denver improv. Okay. And it's a stand up, uh, locate, or it's a stand up venue, mm-hmm. but it's called improv. So it's really funny that it's called that. Um, so no, I wouldn't be booked for doing any stand up. In fact, I would, I think I would run away as fast as possible because that <laughs> terrifies me. <laughs> I know. But I, like the in, the improv would be more like um, Farley would would shout out an, uh, a situation, right? And then and then you act out the situation based on the input, showing that you're kind of making up the comedy on the spot, and there's yes. multiple people involved, so they're all kind of uh, playing off of each other. All right, let me. Sh- it's more exactly. of a scene, not a stand. Okay, so let me shout this one out. It's uh, seven degrees and it's pouring down rain at the start line of the Marine Corps Marathon. Could you do that one? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, could, I could doodle something out of that. Yes, I'm sure I'm sure you could. And we, again, we will talk about uh, Marine Corps uh, that you uh, just you know just won the Marine Corps marathon. Incredible feat. But I am fascinated by uh, the comedy side and the acting side uh, of of your work. Um, so uh, I I am too and I, I Go I ahead, Doc. Go back to Charlie's yeah. question. Uh, besides, like the Amy Poehler, or the Tina Fey, who who maybe a Farley might might know. Yes. Who who are you? Who are your inspirations? Maybe people we don't know, uh, and, and like who who kind of inspired you to get into this field? Sure. Um, those two from I. So I've only been in the improv and comedy game game for maybe maybe almost three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Um, Tina Vane, Amy Poehler, for sure. Those are just kind of your well-known. Um, I feel like they paved so much way in comedy for women, mm-hmm. um, especially like in the most recent time frame. Um, so I really looked up to them. But then um, I do look to when I'm performing or when I'm writing my own sketch comedy, I'm looking to um, people like Ellen or people, um, one of my favorite comedians, her name is Miranda Hart, and she is a British comedian. Um, And they are just very witty and very um, intelligently funny in the sense of that they are crafting their jokes of the obvious and um, of just kind of the like playfulness. And that's kind of where I try to take what I do. I love character work and I love becoming someone else and I love um, I love creating things that are funny without having to have the shock value. I definitely, when I very first started, thought that comedy was all about the shock value and the crude humor and things like that, which I do enjoy, let's be honest. But um, I think for me, I enjoy that next level of taking it, we call it here in Denver, smart and from the heart. Um, just so I just uh, really like to have a broader audience. You know, I coach kids and running and it's really important for me that I can be funny but share my message um to everyone including young adults and things like that and I feel like I'm if I can play a little bit smarter than uh, then I can you know get those get my bigger audience and get uh kids also yeah and and f- so you're not a physical comic that's something Docs and I talked about before you came on um that's the shocking my, my name happens to be Chris Farley and uh, Doc's made a good point that that was the probably the most well-known physical comic. So you um, obviously very physically fit, but you're not a physical comic. Um, when I do improv, I definitely go very physical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because of that, because I, you know, have the ability to to be very energetic, sure. and I also really enjoy. So I'm, you know, when you're a runner, you see all of you're with all these other runners who are your same size the beauty of improv is you're getting actual i call them normal people (laughs) that aren't these like tiny little runners that wear kids clothes so (laughs) it's really fun to get to like i think it's probably every time i'm on stage i'm jumping on someone or someone (laughs) is carrying me or i'm on someone's shoulders because it's really fun to get really physical with another person and be light enough that they can right. Like, I can see that play. I yeah. Um. So, uh, what? Who's the most like famous person you've done work with, or have you done work with famous people or people we would know? Not in comedy, no. Okay. Um, but I would love that. Okay. Cool. Um. And uh, another question uh, that I, that I found on uh, your website, thefunnyrunner dot com. Um. You're into finding pennies on runs. Um, <laughs> where did that come from? And do, do you only pick the ones that are heads up or do you pick t- tails? Because uh, I think it's a oh, thing no. that you just, you, you should only pick up ones that have heads up. No, disagree. And here's why. <laughs> so uh, you should, I, I don't do that because I say, see a penny, pick it up all day long, you'll have good luck. That way you never have to pass up a penny. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So either heads up or tails. Um uh, I, I can I can definitely see that. Um, do you have like a YouTube channel? We're going to talk about running in a second here. I promise. Do you have like a YouTube channel we can follow you? Um, I do. Um, it's 
I think it's just at Brittany Charbonneau okay. on YouTube. Um, I actually haven't uploaded very much of any of my content. You've been busy, busy winning yeah, marathons. Yeah, I've been a little busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so uh, that's a goal. So I'll make sure I get some things uploaded. Awesome. Cool. Um, so, you know, I was I was curious. We actually talked at Marine Corps Docs, and I talked to um, a, a guy who was runner-up at uh, on American Idol. Um and oh, wow. really, really fun to talk to him. But a question that, that I had for him, um, Clark, Clark Beckham, uh, was, does he get more nervous as he was was performing or does he get more nervous getting ready for this race? And you're a little different because you're kind of a pro in both of them where he's just an amateur runner who's running his first marathon. Um, like before Marine Corps, are you more nervous before that or are you more nervous before uh, one of your acts? Um, I think it's the same type of nerves. Mm -hmm. It's for me, it's kind of, I would say right now I probably get more nervous before my races because I have so much on the line with that. And it's, there's a lot more surrounding that where right now I mean, comedy has kind of had to take a little bit of a backseat just because training has taken sure. over. Yep. Um, so comedy, it's almost like I just get to go play and I just get to like be in the moment, which is exactly what I'm coming back to with running. I mean, that's where the two go so well hand in hand is running's not any different than that. You know what I mean? It's, yep. um, I still have to be just as present. I still have to enjoy it. I mean, I love running so much. Um, so it's just kind of managing the nerves, but it's definitely the same types of nerves. Right. It's that excited energy before both because you're going out to do something that you don't know what's going to be happening. Um, and you're just relying on the skills that you have built and hoping that it all comes together, you know, on the stage or on the course. Well, you certainly are an accomplished runner on the course. You've got a 236 uh, marathon PR. Uh, you've qualified for the 2020 Olympic marathon trials, um, a, a, an Olympic hopeful for sure. Um, why, why did you, why did you choose Marine Corps? Why'd you decide to run Marine Corps here? So I chose it for a few different reasons. Um, DC is one of my favorite cities in the whole world. Mm -hmm. I used to travel there a lot for work when I had a, a real job and I love it there. I'm a history boss, but also it's just got such a cool vibe to it. And just getting to run in DC is just, there's nothing like it. And so yeah. that was a big draw. But, um, you know, as I've been progressing in my running career, I'm running these world major marathons with all the elites and things like that. And it was starting to get to my head. You know, I've only been running professionally for about two years. So it's been a lot of progress in a short amount of time. And so um, I wanted to just kind of take a step back and run a race that was fun and didn't have necessarily the pressure and was still a big a big marathon, sure. but, you know, didn't have all the, necessarily all the hype behind it. Cause I really just wanted to go out and run, run a great race. So, um, yeah, so there's a few different reasons, but I just, I just love these days. Yeah. And <laughs> so I, I mean, you, I, I think we talked about the either docs, I don't know how you edited this show or not. Uh, but <laughs> we either talked about me running New York this past week, or, uh, he's, we're about to talk about it. Um, so you ran New York last year. 17th overall. I mean, that's huge. Yep. And you were the 10th American. What a different experience that was because at Marine Corps, 
I mean, you must have, you probably won pretty much wire to wire, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a difference. Um, I mean, there's benefits to both. Like mm-hmm. it was, you know, you, I was out there by myself essentially, um, at Marine Corps, but then, you know, with the, the New York marathon last year was the first world major that I had run as a pro. And so that was actually so scary because it was with, I was, you know, running with all of my running idols and it was kind of a pinch me moment. And then, a, Oh my gosh, do I belong here moment? <laughs> right. And, um, so yeah, very different vibes for both. Um, for sure. So, so t- we've, we've talked to a number of runners, uh, locally here, uh, about Marine Corps and the day that it was, um, it was not, a, it was not a good weather-wise day. Um, everything else was great. Uh, Marine Corps does a fantastic job, but, um, did you have the same experience that, uh, I, I've, I've talked to a hundred percent of the other people had, like it was just a weather-wise pouring down rain. And then, uh, you know, it was, it was hot. Um, was that tough on you? Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I'm actually very comforted to hear that because, um, <laughs> I think I had, I had such an amazing season. And so I, we didn't, my coach and I just kind of downplayed the weather. We just didn't think we didn't put too much thought into prepping for it, honestly, because we thought like, I'm so ready. Like I'm ready for anything. And even if it's a slow day for me, like I'm still going to have a really good race, but I got out there and it was a lot worse than I expected. And it kind of definitely played with me mentally and physically. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a really tough day, but you know, at the end of the day, I was so shocked still at how many people were out there cheering. Like yes. that was, if it was me, I would be a fair weather fan. I'd be like, no, <laughs> like, see you later. Yep. And everyone was out there. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, no, it's, it was, it was very well supported and you know, you, you have to just throw your time out the window. I don't even know what your time was, but, uh, I, I know it was in the two forties where you were probably, you, you, you felt like you're fit enough to run, you know, close to your PR around your PR. I was fit. I was ready to um, run sub two thirty. Wow! So yeah. that was the goal, and like, of course, the course record um, was there. And so, you know, having having that as goals in mind, and then not feeling great physically, and and battling the weather, I think. Yeah. I didn't prep for that, and so my mental wheels started to come off. Um, so that was tough. Like that was a really tough. Um, of course, it was a win, and it was amazing, but. I also like was pretty upset cause it, I like knew I could do better and knew what I had Yep. and it just, you know, but that's running. You don't get to choose the weather and you have to just figure out how you yeah. keep going even when it's, when it's a really tough day. I mean, there was standing water. I don't know if you had uh, to run yeah. through that, but there was standing water on the course. That's how bad it was. Did you experience yeah. that? I've never experienced it, and it was so bad. The biggest part that I remember, the first part that I remember thinking, okay, I don't think it's going to let up, was right after the Blue Mile, mm-hmm. coming around that um, turn, and then you're headed back, you know, towards the city. And it was a lake. There was a lake. <laughs> and I was like, do I go around? And every all the, like, guys in front of me were just powering through it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And it was, you know, almost up to my knees at that point. Um, it was, it was crazy. I've never run in rain like that. Well, I, I gotta believe you, you got some good content 
um, for, and you're probably not going to really do a lot of your, uh, comedy work until after the trials, I would imagine, or after the Olympics, whatever that looks like. Um, but that day ha- had to provide you with a lot of content. There's gotta be something oh, yeah. there, right? Oh yeah. The best part is the first, my first thought after that was, uh, mile two, I had to pee so bad <laughs> and I was like, well, I can go because <laughs> no one's going to know that I just pee myself. <laughs> Because that's it's more so there's a benefit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, you gotta you gotta work that in there somewhere on stage. Uh, um, <laughs> figure out a clever way to. Yeah, I'm sure happen. there. I'm sure you could f- figure that out. Uh, so the Atlanta uh, Olympic trials are coming up. Um, that's super exciting, right? I mean, um, do you do you really have uh, designs on on making that Olympic team? Yeah, I think you have to, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me. Um, so I qualified in 2018, so last year, and that was, I had barely started to, you know, dedicate all of my time to running. Mm-hmm. And so qualifying for the Olympic trials was so far out of what I thought was possible at that time that, um, I thought, well, like my original goal was just to make the trials. And I did that with almost two years in advance. And so you yeah, know, I, I just, just real quick, like, just real quick. I want to, I mean, like I, I looking at, again, check out the funny I mean, there, there's some, like <laughs> your first marathon was three thirty three. I mean, you qualified yeah. for Boston three twenty seven. I mean, <laughs> you are light years ahead of where you were, which is incredible. Totally. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And that's, and that's where it's, you know, I think too, that's, I look back at where I've come from and then I think, gosh, like if I would have put barriers on myself back then to say, I don't, I, there's no way I could qualify for the Olympic trials, then I wouldn't be where I am today. And so I think if I approach it the same way, like why would I put any barriers on myself making the team? I have lots and lots of room to grow still and so much, so much to work on. But it's funny, even when you are getting down to what you think is your peak fitness and your peak, peak performance, there are, so many areas that still have potential for tweaking. And I think that that's what is so addicting about running is that kind of like you just, you never have a finish line. There's always yep. something else that you can keep working on. It's just like, do you want to keep putting the time there to keep getting better to see what you can do? And I'm just fortunate enough that I have the time and resources and team like that I can do it and the desire. Cause I just, like I said, I just love running. So it's like, man, how, how much better can I get? Where can you go with this? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so we, we're talking on this podcast to a number of folks who've qualified for the trials. Um, so we're excited to have you on. Um, how are you feeling for that? I mean, are you starting back running now as we sit here uh, almost two weeks after the marathon? Um, you, you, you've you probably got to get uh, a, a, a base or a, a training schedule going for um, February, right? Yeah, it's pretty much back around the corner. So I took last week off, which was the week following the marathon. And then um, this week I've just been easing back into running with, without a schedule. I've done a whole bunch of trail running. So I got into trail okay. running and racing last summer. Good place um, to do then, it out there in Denver or oh, outside Denver. Yep. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's amazing. So um, I've just kind of been letting myself play on the trails this week because I hadn't been able to run trail as I was leading up to Marine Corps. I was focusing on road. So it's been really fun to like just go play and go run however far I feel like and just let myself do that. So I'm going to do that the rest of this week and next week and then 
pretty much it's right back into training. I mean, my fitness is there, my base is there, so it's just kind of maintaining my speed and maintaining my focus as we're have trials around the corner, which is insane that it is right. finally it's here. coming. It's crazy. Um, so you're you're coached by uh, I'm going to botch the pronunciation here. Mercurial running, um, and, and I saw Close. that on your singlet. Yes. What's the name? Yes, Mercuria. Mercuria. Okay. Uh, who is Mercuria? Is that a person? Is that a group? Like, what? Who are you training with, or who's coaching you? <laughs> um, so it's my coach. Her name is Jenny Nedick, and okay. it's her company um, that I actually now coach with her. Cool. Um, under her brand. So, um, but yes, just a single, single coach. It's just Jenny, and she's got a smattering of every type of runner here in Denver. And um, I met her a couple years ago after I won a marathon here in Denver, and. Um, she agreed to work with me and she was just such a great fit as a coach for me. And it's just been an awesome past couple of years getting to work with her. What was your job before? So now you're a coach, you're a comic, you're an actor, uh, actress. What was your job? What was your corporate job that you said you left about two or three years ago? <laughs> yeah, I worked for the company Otterbox, the oh, Okay. and they're um, based up here uh, just north of Denver, about an hour north of Denver. And so I did marketing for them in Chicago. When I was studying comedy in Chicago, I worked for them out there and then came back here and worked at their headquarters um, in marketing for a couple of years. Um, so that, and they, uh, in fact, still sponsor me. So I left to pursue running and pursue comedy, and they were like, we want to support you still because <laughs> we're going to sponsor you on this. So I'm sponsored by Otterbox as well. You've got a really good niche where I don't think a lot of other. I mean, you're, there's not a lot of other comics here who are who are two thirty six marathoners, and I'm not sure out out of out of box out of box out of box out of box out of box. It's like the animal. Got it. Like got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they would sponsor any runners other than you either. So that's no. that's <laughs> that that's that's pretty cool. Um, um, all right, Docs, I'm going to bring you back in here. I, I'm not going to ask you to, to, to tell a joke because that is hacky. I mean, unless you got a good knock-knock joke you can give us. But um, I, I don't. I need to have one on yeah, hand. No, 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 no. I know you do. I, and that's – I don't like uh, – I, I listen to a lot of, like, talk radio, and I don't like when the – the comics come in and then they try to crowbar their, you know, their, their, uh, their shtick into, uh, the conversation. Uh, so I appreciate you not doing that. Um, but, um, <laughs> I'm just perusing your, um, Instagram here. Um, any good stuff on, I, I see like, uh, you got some stuff. We talked about the pennies, millennials, um, improv for runners workshops. Um, Millennials, you got anything um, on millennials? You're a millennial yourself, so you can't really be too hard on them, I guess, right? No, I'm, yeah, and so that post there. So what's really fun is this season, uh, my coach and I, she has, she gave me a theme each week. And so for my training, so she would give me my theme, and my job was to creatively incorporate it throughout the week however I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then on Mondays, I have, is my off day from running and it's my mandatory creative day. So I would create uh, like a digital recap of the week before. So that's where that millennial post came from. And that week was all about uh, celebrating the great things that millennials have to offer Mm -hmm. um, instead of, you know, the stereotypes of millennials. So um, that was fun. I just played this season. I played so much and it was just a blast. Um, so that's what, there's very weird posts on there that are uh, artistically 
creative yeah say. cool um, and that's where like all of that is coming from but it's just been it's been so fun well we're, docs and i are, we're, we're not millennials I, I don't know. I'm 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 uh, putting it putting it out there, Docs. We're not millennials. We wish we we were. Um, age wise, I'm not sure. Um, what comes What comes after millennials? I, I uh, is that what you are, Docs? <laughs> You're the next one. You're the younger than millennials. Think, uh, what, yeah. What is 23? I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not uh, even sure what we are. Are we generation Gen, Gen Z Gen, or something? Yeah, Gen Z. Yeah. Um, who knows? Yeah, I, I don't really have a. Um, I don't really. Everybody just likes to hammer millennials, so I just saw that and I yeah. thought, you know, that might be a, that might be a, a topic of of discussion for you at uh, one of your uh, comedy comedy improvs. Um, but uh, no, unfortunately, Docs, uh, we are we are not. We're Generation X. Is that right, Docs? That's correct. Yes. Okay. Wait, when were you guys born? Ooh, good, great question. Matter. I love you put, put us on the spot. I was born in 1976. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, Docs is really... it's you just it's, missed the cut. Yeah, I, I, Docs is kind of... We can never figure out when um, when Docs is... Uh, unless you want to admit it now, Docs. I know our audience... We're short on time. She has, she has <laughs> yeah, something. She's to got do. another interview to get to. <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't save it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well... Um, well, I, I always kind of try to close with, um, you know, how your running is going now. We've, we've, we've kind of talked about that. Uh, you're just getting back into it. So instead of how your running is going now, like what kind of, you know, what kind of mileage are you able to do? How many workouts a week? You know, some of the geeky stuff that, uh, we, we you normally don't talk to, about on this show, but, um, mileage and, and how many workouts a week? Yeah. Um, Right now I'm just playing, so I don't have I don't have any workouts yep. for probably another couple of weeks. But when I get into training, I run. Um, I usually max out around 95 to 100 miles during peak week. Wow. Um, but I probably average maybe 75 to 85 a week, and then um, workouts I usually do two speed workouts um, a week, and then I usually incorporate some sort of tempo or speed or something like that into my long runs on Sundays. And so they're really great for obviously prepping for the marathon. Um, yeah. And then my other days, I always take one day a week off. And then, you know, the other days I get to like those, I just call them my play days and I get to just like listen to podcasts and do other things that we do as runners, even yeah. though, you know, I'm at an elite level, it's still so important to me that I get my time just as a runner because like I said, I just love it. So um, it's important for me to still enjoy all my time that I'm out there. Well, I've got a podcast recommendation for you. It's called Pace the Nation. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to binge it now. Yeah, yes. Um, you'll get some good ideas from Docs um, for your next sets, um, which, again, I'm sure we'll be looking. I, I, let's, let's not go to her website and try to book her now. I mean, she's really busy. I would say try to focus on the trials between now and February and, you know, hopefully the Olympics. But uh, late in 2020, I, I think um, yeah. I think is the time to go and, and maybe binge this uh, podcast and, and, and maybe Docs will um, give you an idea to, or, or two. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I'll call you and we'll brainstorm. <laughs> For sure. So, I mean, just changing gears back to the comedy real quick. Mm -hmm. we, we probably have some listeners that might be a little bit on the older side that might want to get into maybe improv classes or something like that. What advice could you give to somebody who, who wants to totally change gears and, 
and uh, maybe maybe uh, dip their toes into comedy. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Um, do it. Just just <laughs> jump head. Just jump both feet into the into the lake puddle of your marathon. So the beauty of uh, like improv and classes. So improv, you don't have to be funny. And so I teach improv one day a week as well. And I always tell people. If you show up to improv and try to be funny, you're probably going to be the worst one in class mm, okay. um, because it's not about being funny. So I think people have the perception that they need to be funny and, you know, it's but really it's all about being present and listening and just playing. And so I always say just, just do it. It's going to be out of your comfort zone, and but it, you'll be amazed at how well improv complements life. I mean, it's really just a bunch of life skills that's masked with getting to perform on stage and really like the improv that we teach here in Denver you don't even get on stage until your level three class so you you know get to be protected in your level one and level two classes before you even set foot on stage so um I would say just do it like it's such an opportunity for growth and it's still good for running too I like it but do what? What do you do? You just you just suggest like just to find a local improv class and just sign up for the class, or yeah, like what what yep. would be that first step? Um, Google improv improv classes near me, and pretty much all major cities there are um, at least one or two improv theaters that do um, either classes or workshops. And you know, like our theater here in Denver, they do once a month. They do a intro to improv class on like a Friday night and you can come just pay 10 bucks and like get a little tiny taste for it. And then if you're like, yep, I can do this. I'm going to sign up for level one. Um, so there may be other offerings like that just because I think it is such a piece that's out of people's comfort zones that, um, you know, we need a little to put dip our toes in, if you will. What's, what's the highest level improv and has anybody ever done that on their first day? Oh, God, no. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure you could, like, go, you could show up. We call them jams. So you could show up to an improv jam and just get on stage, even if you've never done improv. But I I don't recommend it because you may not be feel very You'll successful. never do it again. Yeah, it's, yeah, it might be people, and other people would Your have to and last right. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the beauty of improv, and that's, you know, just, like, putting yourself out there, and then it's, it's always, it's over, you know, like you, you never see the same scene again. And that's a blessing. And, um, you know, I think you just do it. Yeah. Love it. All right. Fantastic. Well, uh, I really appreciate your time. I know you got, uh, another, another thing to jump into right now. Uh, we'll be in, uh, Atlanta. So hopefully we can connect with you there. Um, best of luck with your best of luck with your training. Um, uh, really excited for you. It sounds like you, uh, you, you're, you're really nailing it at the right time and, um, congrats on your, uh, marathon win and all your success. Oh, thank you guys so much. And it's been a pleasure. You guys actually <laughs> ask amazing questions. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right. There she goes. Love it. When their guests are complimentary, it's Brittany Charbonneau. She joins us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Brittany Charbonneau for joining us. 
was glad I got her name right. Um, mostly got her name right, but she was awesome. Glad to have her on the program, the 2019 Marine Corps Marathon champion. She is on Instagram, funnyrunner26.2. Uh, so, uh, she was a, she was a, she was a good interview. I, you know, I, um, I learned a little something. I thought she was a stand up, and maybe I, um, I may, maybe I said I, that beforehand. I, I don't remember, uh, as, as you have to magically edit the show. It was like two days ago before we, t- when we talked about it, but I know this is going to be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a lot. Um, but you know, you know, the thing is like throughout the interview, I felt like, uh, even after she clarified what improv was and, and yeah. you know, the things that she, she does, you kept going back to calling it sets and, and stand-up. <laughs> like, like, it didn't matter how many times she told you she wasn't a stand-up. You were, like, she, convinced she Oh, no, stand-up. she was clear. She, she was very clear. It was, it was then, me who had, had a hard said, time like, understanding. The, the, secret to, the secret to improv is listening. <laughs> right. And you say, all right, well, Farley's out on improv. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely correct. Yes, the old shredder. We all know about the shredder. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but yes. So I might have said stand up, but it's she's improv, um, and it was it gave me a little uh, insight on what improv is. So that was that was cool. Um, I, obviously, she's really focused on running right now. So we'll have to catch up with her when she's in the weeds and in the middle of 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 getting ready for some some sets or. Uh, not not there we go calling it sets again <laughs> yeah well she's like she also does sketch comedy i I think she said so yeah right for sketch comedy and, yeah yeah so um anyways but great to have Brittany uh on the phone today I, I have to apologize docs uh since you're not here the audio quality is always in jeopardy uh oh for the interview <laughs> yeah. yeah I think there was some some cracking uh, I I'm not sure you'll You'll hear it back, and I, I, you'll be seething because I know how frustrated you get with bad audio. <laughs> but well, it is I'm true. Be editing this at three a.m. I'll just I know, text you. I know. While I know. I'm it's going to be it. a long, long edit. But it is true. Really important to have good audio. There is no question. There's one thing that you have been, uh, you, 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 you have been very focused on throughout our podcasting, having good audio, and I think that's been something good. So. Uh, it's not up to our usual standards, but, uh, Brittany was definitely worth the listen. So, uh, hopefully, uh, it wasn't too bad. Um, so I did learn a little bit more. I, um, uh, I, I like how she referenced, um, you know, a couple of, of, uh, sketch comedy folks, uh, you know, one, a UVA grad in there too, which was, was really cool. Um, yes. so, uh, you know, that, that was near and dear to my heart. Um, but, Tina uh, Fey, for anybody who's wondering, right. Yep. Tina Fey, of course, I just uh, figured everybody knew, knew that she went to UVA, uh, humble brag, but, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I also, um, outside the comedy, I'll say, I think she's a sneaky, like sneaky, like runner that not a lot of people know about that could, uh, you know, do some damage, um, at the, at, at the Olympic trials. So it'd be fun to follow her. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, and give her a follow, Docs on on Instagram. Um, she's doing some bits. Okay. Um, she she does she does bits. I like bits. Uh, there was a bit in yeah. front of uh, Abe Lincoln, um, where she had an Abe Lincoln hat. And uh, no spoilers, no spoilers. Yeah, so check that out. But I'll check it out. I, yeah. I promise, I'll check it out. Yeah. So, 
Anyway, so once, once you said bits on Instagram, I was in. <laughs> so, so thank you to thank you to Brittany. So, uh, Docs, um, before we we get back to the regularly scheduled interview that you and I did two days ago, I just wanted to to to, to again thank you. I know you're actually you like Brittany have another full time gig. Um, this edit's going to take you longer than your regular full time gig, but um, so you're off somewhere wherever you go, uh, and you are nice enough to be able to to. to to get out of work and join us or finish the, for the day and join us. Um, I was going to have Julie with us and obviously she couldn't make it. Uh, so there was a lot of moving pieces and I think it's just really important in um, podcasting and life and running to be flexible. So we were flexible and um, so I'm glad I, I, hopefully it, it all worked. It's probably going to be a long show, but um, you know um, I think there's a lot of good stuff in there. So, that's my uh, long-winded say, way of saying thank you and um, to the audience. Um, thanks for bearing with us. I know it's a little different than I set the table with, but, you know, you, well, I, I'm you, boring you. You, you basically uh, had a very long-winded explanation that this is going to be a long show. Right, right. You made the show longer. <laughs> Correct. Yes, I did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, um, all right. Well, uh, with that, let's get back to our regularly scheduled programming where you were sitting next to me and we were podcasting uh, two days ago. Should I come back into the room now? <laughs> yeah, can you come back? Let's, we'll welcome William E. Docs back into the studio right after this. Um, you know, then we went up to New York, uh, mm -hmm. you and I both headed up to New York. I ran the marathon and, uh, you, uh, joined me, you watched the marathon, you promoted let, the Pace let, Nation brand. Yeah. I, I don't know what else you did. All, all of those things are true, but let me, let me tell you guys how this worked out. A uh, couple weeks before New York city, Farley says, Hey, do you want to go up? And I started looking at hotel rooms and I was like, I was like, I'd go, but like, it's too expensive. It's yeah. too late. I waited too late, whatever. Not in the P PTN budget. Right? Yeah. So, so I was, I was resigned to just sit around my house all weekend and like 10 o'clock on Friday night before the marathon, Farley texts me and he says, I just checked into my room. I've got two beds in here. Uh, do you want to come up? Yep. And I called his bluff. He thought <laughs> he thought it was way too late. He thought there was no chance I was going to come because there was like there was no time left. Yep. So I texted him back and I'm like, "Okay, I'll buy a ticket right now." And so I, was, I took the train up the next he, day. You, and Farley was mad. You could not have texted back faster. <laughs> I was told that I was going to get a single bed in the mm -hmm. room. Uh, and then I get there and they said, you know, we only have uh, two beds because I yeah. gotten there later than I'd hoped. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was glad that you joined me. It was good to have company. Uh, we were there with New Balance. New Balance was a great host. Yeah. Uh, but it was good to have, have you there because uh, a lot of you people. You pre-raised jitters. Well, a lot of people with the New Balance crew were, uh, you know, going out and celebrating. They were, they were drinking and, not doing and the partying, race, right? And, yeah. So you were nice enough to join me for the pre-race dinner, hang out, and on the Saturday, run, your pre-race run, pre-race run. Uh, yeah. We've got pictures of that uh, uh, you, that we could send out at Pace the Nation. Uh, but yeah, so we had a um, we had a good uh, good time going up there, and again, New Balance was an amazing host. Um, and, uh, then I ran the marathon, uh -huh. but so, fr so, so the night before the marathon, mm -hmm. uh, 
like I meet Farley, we go for the run, we get back, he has an event. So I, I like hang out and walk around a little bit and, and then I come back and then Farley's like, okay, I'm hungry. I want to go eat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, where do you have reservations? <laughs> and he's like, he, he doesn't have reservations. We're in New York City the night before the, the New York City Marathon yeah. and he wants to get a decent pasta meal right. with zero reservations. So we walked. It's like, have you ever have you ever done anything ever before in your life? So we call <laughs> the place that's close by, the pasta place close by. Uh, they immediately put me on hold and put yeah. me on hold for about ten minutes because I was yeah. going to see if there. Was. So we just walk over there, and surprise, surprise, the line is about an hour long. Oh, it, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. So um, you know. Things just work out, though. That's why I audible. live life. Yeah. I live life generally. You like to plan. I like well, to make things work out. You, things worked out. This is this is how they worked out. We went back to the hotel and ate at the hotel restaurant. <laughs> uh, and right. they, they had a special. Uh, but part of the special was that it was, I, I think, an infant's portion. Right. That was the problem. So we, so we waited half an hour for the food to show up. And then when it showed up, uh, it was more of an appetizer than a meal. So then, so, then so we you had to go back out and get more food and, after and dinner. Grab a slice of pizza. <laughs> now, I, I know this is a running podcast, but this is not the way you draw it up the night before a marathon. Okay, so <laughs> this was do like, as we say, not as I do. This is okay? this is definitely yeah, uh, one of those things. Like, can you spot the ten things wrong with this picture? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but I, I got you know a nice hearty. Uh, you know, carb carb field filled meal, mm-hmm. and uh, I felt like I was ready to go. So it all you did, ended yeah. up working. It all worked out. out. It all ended it up all working. Out. Out. Nice salad, and then some pasta yeah. that was like kind of an appetizer. Like you, you don't win friends of, with lettuce. Piece, <laughs> a piece of pizza. Yeah. Um. So yeah, ready to go for the marathon next morning. Well, this is what he says yeah. he's ready to go the next morning. But we here's another thing. Can you find what's wrong yeah, with this picture? Right. Uh, Farley, having never run New York City Marathon before. <laughs> Didn't realize that when you wait at the start line for four hours, you need you need a throwaway set of clothes. I think this is my sixth New York City Marathon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then how <laughs> did you not know that you need a throwaway set of clothes? Well, you know, New Balance had, had really done a great job of setting us up in the VIP area and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But uh, what what you have to do, what you can avoid, is to ha- you you have to go into these uh, these bullpen corrals, yeah, corrals areas. So. Uh, I, I, I did have to go in there and it was a cold morning and it was beautiful weather for running, but a cold morning for standing. It's tough to stand and wait. Yeah. You got to wait. You got to wait for that start line. Uh, and it was in the thirties and it was in the thirties. And so I didn't have, I had some really nice new balance gear, but I didn't want to throw that stuff away. Uh, so you were nice enough to go and try to find me, uh, some gear. All I could find were, uh, women's yoga (laughs) pants. In, in like extra small, which you, which you almost got me, but you yeah. didn't. Um, so that, that said like, I love New York or something. Like I, that. I ended up doing, <laughs> I ended up, um, yeah, taking the pants and putting those in the, in the bag to, to, to go back to the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, I got a couple of those, uh, bags that they gave us bags. They were like garbage bag type mm-hmm. bags. And I just wrapped those around my legs. And uh, did you like poke a hole through them? Yes, I had to poke a hole through them uh-huh. and then wrap them around my legs. And <laughs> it wasn't ideal. Again, didn't draw it up. I, I probably should have thought about that. I had some meetings with New Balance. I, I yeah. didn't. Oh, really, let's blame you know, New Balance. Let's yeah. blame your gracious <laughs> no, hosts. No, they were they were amazing <laughs> the whole way. Uh, but uh, I, I did have meetings and stuff beforehand, so I didn't feel like I, uh, you know, I prepared as well as I should have for the race. 
Mm-hmm. But again, it all works out. Maybe I'm walking over there. Maybe a, that we they don't know <laughs> in a garbage. We bag. haven't we haven't gotten to the conclusion so this of the is, story you know, yet. So this is I'm going after my 21st um, marathon uh, yeah. under 21st year of marathon under uh, three hours. Well, 13th been, well, in a row. Well, well documented on this show. Uh-huh. Uh, this is my one running goal of the year, and uh, you know at this point it's not. It was easier for me to do in the past. At this point, to do a marathon and to do it under three hours, it takes a group effort. And when I say a group effort, uh, Julie has to put up with a lot for Mm -hmm. me to do this. For Mm -hmm. all the running I have to do, the long runs, all this build-up stuff. I think she enjoys having you out of the house for your long (laughs) runs, to be honest. That's probably true. I think that's like the the best time of her week. But it is more of a – it's a more of a commitment than it used to be. And it's – and it, it, it just takes a lot more. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, got to find nannies for the kids. She's in Wisconsin at Big East, all this stuff. So I feel like... Plus you're getting long in the tooth. I am getting long in the tooth. At 43, yeah. it's harder to Ooh, break. Don't, t- break. don't tell yeah, people how old So I do feel like the pressure is kind of on that, that people make these sacrifices, not me. My, my, you know, my mom watches the kids for one of the long runs and she mm-hmm. had something to do and all this stuff. Uh, so... I felt like the pressure was, you know, I feel like it's on. And, you know, when you put yourself out there and you're like, I got this streak and I got to do it and all this stuff, people are like texting me and following me and like wishing me luck. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, 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 one of the, the greatest things I heard on this podcast this year was it's, it's really official when it's on uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, who said that? I, I believe me. that was me. <laughs> it was you. Okay. <laughs> um, and it really, I, I put myself out there, you know, again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I failed two years ago, and I felt like I needed to uh, uh, finish the finish the fight as the Nationals did. Uh, oh gosh, days, okay, a couple days before. Um, so uh, get to the starting line, um, get to the race, and first couple miles, I am like super pumped to see uh, the, our race timers. So Kathy, Heather, Lisa, Murphy, they're timing from the Pacers. Race, from Pacers, yeah. yep, they're timing three, four, and five. So. I'm flying high, wanting to go fast to look good in front of them. So I right. run the fir- first like 5K and like 6.15 to 6.20 pace, which is way too fast. Yeah. So I get them there. I see them, high five them, look good, whatever. But after seeing them, it's like a total letdown from there on. Uh, from there to, you know, where I'm, where I'm like, all right, now I got to really race. So, uh, or I got to like settle into a pace that I can handle for the next uh, 20 miles. So, um, yeah, I mean, the weather worked out. It's a beautiful day. I saw a lot of people on course, um, that I know, uh, some people cheering for me. Somebody, uh, yelled pace the nation. I don't know if I told you that. Oh, that no, you didn't. Cool. Yes. Uh, so whoever you are, um, yes. thank you for the shout out uh-huh. to the, to the show. Uh, and, um, did they yell docs, docs, docs? They I thought about that in the past. That. that one was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> no, that guy wasn't out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, got, uh, through it relatively, uh, well, the whole race, I pretty much even split and ran two fifty five. But the, the first, the first time, like after you, you started the race and the first time that they showed your predicted race finish, it said two thirty five thirty five. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was like, "You're gonna absolutely crush the three hour marathon if you keep that pace." Yeah. No, that wasn't gonna happen. Uh, but it was just an incredible experience. New York is amazing. Um, 
great time. Great to have you out there. You you took a video. I really appreciated that. I was yeah, when I saw line. you, I was like I was like pumped and fist pumping. Well, you were know. already fist pumping before you but saw then me. I saw you because <laughs> <laughs> at that point, because about a mile to go, I knew I had it, and I started doing. Uh, it came to my head to do twenty one to take pictures of of a two and a one um, with my fingers one one hand with a two. Yeah, he's, do, he's been doing it in the studio for like the last five minutes, and it, you, you well, see the exact <laughs> moment when he realized you guys are listening and not right, watching. Right, right. The other hand, hand with a one. <laughs> the problem is when I look at my pictures, uh, it's oh, it's twenty-one it looks, to you, but yeah, not to but the it's people. Not to the people, it's yeah. twelve. <laughs> so I was thinking, what an idiot I am! I, yeah, I should have. You're acknowledging that the 2006 one didn't didn't <laughs> no, count. No, 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 <laughs> no. I wish it was 22, uh, and then I'd be. Yeah, fine. then you wouldn't have to think about this year, after exhausting yeah, yourself. Yeah. So, anyways, year 21 in the books. Um, uh, it was, uh, you know, I, I think I said this in, in, in some sort of social media post afterwards. I appreciate these marathons more and more uh, the, the, the longer I, 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 the older I get and the more I do. And the longer they are, the they're all 26.2. Yeah. They seem longer because uh, that was a tough last few miles. I'm pretty sure mine was way longer than 26.2. I appreciate all the love and support from uh, the Pace the Nation Nation and everybody else out there. Uh, it was a, it was a good day. Um so, uh, yeah, so um, the bit continues, 22, here mm-hmm. I come. Uh, and I had a good idea. I told yeah. you this post-race. I was like, yeah. do your next one in January of 2020, <laughs> and then do your the one after that in December of, of 2021. Then you have 22 months where you can just get fat <laughs> right, right. and not worry about any of this nonsense. Right. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's definitely not a bad idea. Uh, it's a bad idea. Oh, yeah. All right, so that was the New York City Marathon. Um, you were in the uh, the finish line with with New Balance. Yeah, that was a whole experience in and itself. Yeah, uh, but they were they were nice enough to put me on a list and and get me to the finish line. Yeah, uh, which was awesome. Because because I, I don't know if we've told the audience you are doing some work for New Balance. For some people that work for New Balance, yes. For, for yeah, for some people who work for New Balance, <laughs> yes. You're doing work for people who work for New Balance. Yeah, uh, some podcast work. So, uh, the William Docs Productions are uh, are expanding. So, you were there with some of those folks. Um, well, actually, I don't, I'm not sure whether they were, they were there or not. But um, uh, they weren't because uh, they were out on on the course. Much like the the rest of the week, I, I didn't plan and I didn't get you on the list. So sorry yeah. about that. But you <laughs> made your way in and watched the race there, and then went to the party that night. I had to. I leave. did go. To, yeah, I went so to how the, was the. How was the party? I didn't even ask you yet. It, it was good. I, I think it was it was uh, a little bit subdued in mm-hmm. in that uh, I think that everybody who was there was just celebrating a long weekend right. and uh, enjoying. I, I guess enjoying each other's company and and uh, and I talked to quite a few people, which was which was really cool. But I I could also tell that people were just generally exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it is an amazing myself included. It was a, it's an exhausting week uh, yeah. weekend for for a lot of folks. But everybody who ran uh, ran uh, New York, congrats uh, who who listened to the program. Uh, just real quick, a couple of former guests were the. Top Americans, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. You're uh, welcome. Uh, <laughs> do we still give them the the? Uh, that didn't the happen if they yeah. weren't on pace in Asian, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, so Des Linden, two twenty six forty six, top woman. 
uh, top American woman. She was sixth place. Jared mm-hmm. Ward, uh, top American man. Uh, he ran 210.45, and he was also sixth place. So um, cool uh, to see the former Pace the Nation guests, uh, both top Americans. Well, here's a bizarre story, Farley. Mm-hmm. Like From New York? From New York. Okay. It, um, I'm tr- making my way to the uh, start line uh, or, tr- you know, trying to get over there. And I'm trying to navigate through the streets. And, you know, there's tens of thousands of people or hundreds of thousands of people, probably hundreds of thousands of people in in the streets in New York. And I ran into Matt and Dave uh, and their kids. But those are the two guys that were in France uh, on that trip I took That's last ridiculous. month. I, I thought it was it, – um, and they don't even live in New York. <laughs> Uh, they're from Massachusetts, so that was that was just crazy to run into people that I actually know New, on the streets. Yeah, and connected with for a week. Yeah. in France. Yeah, exactly. On your uh, running vacation. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. And then uh, I know uh, one of the people who who uh, was on the trip, Kathy. Um, she ran the marathon, so congrats to Kathy. Nice way to go, Kathy. Um, but I didn't, I didn't cool. run into her because she was running on the course, and that I was avoiding the course. <laughs> Well, I wanted to add one more story from uh-huh. New York. I, okay. I, I, I said that, you know, I love Derek Murphy stories and mm-hmm. I love what he's doing at Marathon Investigator. Um, so I, I kind of told the story. Of who's, who's your favorite Murphy? Derek Murphy, Dale Murphy, or Daniel Murphy? <laughs> uh, Derek Murphy now. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did have TBS as a kid and watch a lot of Dale Murphy games. Yeah. yeah. Some different Braves were always on. Yeah. I, I, I didn't quite understand that. Well, the Braves, I mean, TBS is the Atlanta station. Just like last week we talked about the WGN That's showed right. all the Cubs games. That's right. The Braves were always on TBS. And when we were kids, TBS shows started five minutes after everything else. So like, like it was like instead of starting at one zero zero, it started at one zero five. It was so dumb. Hmm. I didn't realize Ted Turner. Hmm. Probably because Ted Turner and you share a characteristic: always late. (laughs) Well, all right. I I don't know how we went on the Murphy (laughs) tangent, but Derek Murphy. I want Derek Murphy. So I talked to kind of a long-winded story last week. Sorry about the the bandit hero who's supposedly a hero. Well, he was in the news again. The same guy. Same guy. Banditing New York no. with the elites. Um, with the elites? With the elites, Come yes. on. So he was running New York. John Paul Lapierre, uh, again, out there making it all about himself. I mean, I'm glad that he stopped this crook. Um, but, yeah. I mean, this guy, again, out there making it all about himself, running with the elites in this, like, full... Uh, He's dressed like a bandit. Yeah, yeah, and like a, f- a full outfit of, of like, he's got, you know, a... a well, he's got a handkerchief over his mouth like yes. he's, like he's a, a bank robber from the 1800s. Thank you. Good, good, uh, good description. He's, Which is he's, a bandit. He ir- irritates me so much, I can't even get the words out. So th- he, he was called a good Samaritan, but then he shows up at the marathon again with an old race number running, and I'm showing you the picture now, Docs, with one of the elites... Uh, around the corner somewhere in in New York. So yeah. Anyways, um, was he just doing that just to like troll everybody? Derek wants Murphy? attention. Just, uh, maybe I, I don't know how, why he and he proudly banded New York. Banded is not good. Yeah. Uh, he's proudly banded New York like twelve times. Uh, everybody just loves attention. People yeah. Just love well, not everybody. Attention. It makes me feel weird. Yeah. 
So um, anyways, that was the story I wanted to share again. I about. do have an update on that. Like yeah. when I was listening to the edit, so I'm surprised I didn't hear this the first time. Yeah. But when I was listening to the edit of last week's show, his quote was, I saved a lot of runners and innocent people's lives. Right. He doesn't think that runners are innocent people. He doesn't like us. <laughs> Because the, because the way you say that, if you say it, a lot of runners and innocent people, those are two different categories of people. I love it. Yeah, good, good. So if you were on the fence about him, just just be clear that he doesn't think that runners are or innocent people. people. Right. Or people. I didn't think At about all. that. Yeah. So, yeah, big update on the Derek Murphy story from last week. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running. With six area D.C. locations, Pacers running is for every run. Uh, congrats to everybody who just ran Veterans Day. Uh, we've got Jingle all the way coming up if you want to run a, your next Pacers running race uh, next month. And, Docs, um, we've been talking about iTunes. and Yes. We've been soliciting uh, folks to give us reviews, five-star reviews on iTunes. And I think we had a recent one that you wanted to, to, to read. Correct. I have one, Chris, and, and if people uh, want to give us a five-star rating review, mm -hmm. maybe we'll read theirs, yes. too. Um, this one is from Keo0919 okay. uh, called Faithful Fan. Pe well, this is their words. All this, this is okay. all their words, mm -hmm. yes. PTN is a must-listen for any runners in the DMV area and beyond. The hosts have great chemistry and distinct personalities that shine through in their banter and conversation. They broach a variety of topics in the running world, and then some. That means dogs. <laughs> this show is made for your weekend long run, exclamation point. If you're looking for somewhere to start, some of my favorite episodes are 57, 77, 89, 116, 154, 180, and 193, just to name a few. Love it. What I liked about that one was it was like, if you're new to the podcast, these are some of the episodes that I enjoyed that you should listen and to And then yourself. he listed them. And I yeah. love lists. Nice. Very, you're, you assume it's a guy. That's very yes. sexist. Yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> yes. Uh, he or she right. loved that, that they- The uh, listener. The faithful listener. The faithful listener. Thank you for the list. Yeah. And thank you for the five-star review. Oh, that's perfect. You love lists. I'm going to thank you for the five-star review and the feedback, and also for providing uh, a, a nice list that new listeners might- might find useful. They might enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. All right. Great show, Docs. Great show, Julie. Episode 214 in the books. Except for the parts that haven't been recorded That's yet. That's true. Very true. But, uh, we will but if you're to listening those. to this part, it's in the books. We will get to those. And I want to thank our guest today, Brittany, for joining us. She won the Marine Corps Marathon. She Congratulations. Was, she was nice enough to join us on Pace the Nation today. Um, she's, a, she's a comic, so uh, I appreciate your help in sending me some questions for her about comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that. Yeah, all right. Well, you will. All right. Thanks for all the listeners out there who've uh, supported us uh, through the last two marathons. Uh, it was Marine Corps in New York back-to-back. We've got some other great topics coming. Thank you for listening. This has been episode 214. I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We will see you next week.
Hello, Chris Farley. What's up, dude? <laughs> you you hung up on me, but we still have stuff to record. I I know. Now I got somebody calling me through. Um, well, I tried calling you. Oh, you did. Yeah. Ah, sh- I, hold on one second. Let me just let this go through. Um, you'll Does probably... mine sound like it's echoing? No, it, there's freaking cracking on it, though. I, I You know, you can never yeah. leave. Jesus. It's just, you know, the audio, people are going to turn t- tune out. And I thought she was good, and people are going to tune out because of the freaking cracking because of my terrible producing. All right, I think that works. Did you, you know what my favorite question was? Yeah. What was if, if anybody has ever come in at the highest level uh, for the first day. <laughs> she didn't know how to answer that. It's great. <laughs> it was it was it was implying that that i believed that i could do that <laughs> absolutely oh, i caught it i didn't know I, I, didn't, I didn't think i don't think she wanted to like offend you had she known know. you better I, I i know exactly what you were saying but she was too nice to offend you she should have said what she was thinking i wish she did yeah that would have been yeah, great. You should have, you should have egged her on. I know. I should have. <laughs> I just didn't want to make it awkward. I don't know her, so it was pretty good, though. But she was a good sport about it. She's like, yeah. listen to this jerk. I mean, he, he thinks he can go in there and do what I do without yeah, even exactly. trying. Yeah, exactly. She's like, I have worked my ass off <laughs> right, exactly. for years and years and years. And this podcast idiot. He's not even on the radio. He's on a podcast. <laughs> That was a great question. Anybody come? It's such a random question. I knew what you were going for. I don't know why I didn't. I should have. Uh, I just didn't want to make it awkward, of course. But yeah, anyway, it would have been funnier if I did. But uh, she's like, huh, well, I think no. it's good. I think it's good enough that the people who listen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those our things that, like, yeah, Satya and Charlie will catch on quickly. All right, man. Go, cool, man. Appreciate it. All right, talk to you. Yeah. Later.